Good morning, everyone. Let's uh, let's come on in. Let's stand up. Let's do some worship together. Give of every breath I breathe, author of all eternity. Give of every perfect thing, to you be the glory. Maker of heaven and of earth, no one can comprehend your worth. King over all the universe, to you be the glory. I'm alive because I'm alive in you, and it's all because of Jesus I'm alive, and it's all because the blood of Jesus Christ, God fills me and rips this dead man's life, and it's all because of Jesus, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. Giver of every breath I breathe, author of all eternity, giver of every perfect thing. You be the glory. Let's sing to him. Maker of heaven and of earth, no one can comprehend your worth. King over all the universe, you be the glory. I'm alive because I'm alive in you. And it's all because of Jesus I'm alive. And it's all because of blood of Jesus Christ. And covers me and lives this dead man's life. And it's all because of Jesus 
Every sunrise sings your praise. Universe cries out your praise. Singing freedom all my days. Now I'm alive. It's all because of Jesus I'm alive. It's all because the blood of Jesus Christ. God was me, was this dead man's life. Yeah, and it's all because of Jesus. And it's all because of Jesus I'm alive. And it's all because of blood of Jesus Christ. It covers me as this dead man's life. Yeah, and it's all because of Jesus. And it's all because of you. It's all because of you, and it's all because of you, and it's all because of sin was before me, I was swallowed by pride. But out of the darkness, you brought me to your light. You showed me new mercy and opened up my eyes. From the day you saved my soul, Till the very moment when I come home, I say my dance bar will overflow from the day you save my soul. With a brilliant light is all around to learn this joy. Is the only sound. Oh, that's my heart forever now. Oh, in your arms I'll always be found. Oh, from the day you say my soul to the very moment when I come home. I sing, I dance, 
Scott's heading out. Make sure you get a chance to tell him happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Scott. Um, it is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, as it's gotten hot, more hot, hotter, whatever the proper grammar is, we've moved the coffee and drinks and, and stuff inside. And uh, so, feel free to get up during uh, this little time right now if you want to get your coffee and you didn't get a chance to get one, feel free to go ahead and grab that. And just on that note, David Mitchell is out today. So we want to be praying for him. He's having some kidney stone stuff. And uh, I'll tell you what, that guy does a ton. He's here cleaning up, getting things going. Him and German and Alan Jr. Uh, got a little program going in the morning. And then he's usually the one who puts almost everything together for the Sunday social, which we'll be having today. We're going to have some pizza since David didn't get to do his homemade cooking uh but make sure you reach out to him at different times and just thank him for everything he does he puts a ton of work into this stuff and it's uh pretty low-key behind the scenes stuff so it's it's a big deal um and be remembering to pray for him too i know he would appreciate that couple of announcements today this is the sunday social immediately following the the service and then Jordan is working on his put together and is in the process of putting together a fellowship and worship night with Desert Springs Bible Church. And they're a bigger church. And so we're going to, Lord willing, the plan is to use their facility. And that will be July 8th. And it'll be a time of being able to share a meal together and then having some worship together, time to just hang out beforehand and then um, do some worshiping together. Anything else you want to say about that, Jordan? Uh, we're going to take one with just a few churches, and then each time invite other churches to 
um, after a worship leader sings songs, and more of it, bringing all the people from the valley together uh, to worship together. All right, cool. Harrison's not having it. He's all right. All right, cool. Thank you. Thanks for putting that together. And then camping trip. Does anyone know when the camping trip is? It's quiz time. Twenty-first, July twenty-first through the twenty-fourth. Yeah, good. Are you going and, to potato patch proper? So I've just. Uh, so. Uh, there with that big fire that happened, we kind of realized that there are two potato patches. There's one on Mingus Mountain, and we are in Potato Patch proper campground on that one. No, this was by Jerome. The other one is, uh, I forget the other name of the mountain over the Bradshaw. It's a ways away. I know one very well. Yeah, so if you don't know which one to go to, talk to Dee or Carly, because we would hate for you to pull, get your camping gear out and be over in the Bradshaws, and we're on Mingus Mountain, so that would be a bummer. Just make sure we'll be sending info out and there'll be maps and there'll be camping spot stuff and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah, today. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yes, make sure and do that. I'm not going to go into it. Today, some of you guys uh, remember Ari. She was uh, coming for uh, quite quite a while. It's Ryder's mom. Today is her birthday, so if you're still in touch with her, uh, reach out to her. And like I said, it's tomorrow, Scotts. Keep praying for David Mitchell's kidney stones. And then I have a few others here. But are there any other prayer requests or praises that anyone would like to share? The Richards family is moving back to Phoenix, so I just wanted to pray for them to have a safe relocation. Okay, I did not know that. Hey, good. Glad you remember the Richards. Anybody else? Right. Okay. Okay, what's his name? Sean. Sean, okay. All right, thank you. Any others? Hey, Lynn, is this your last week here? When you're headed back up to the cool country? Yeah, all right. Make sure and be praying for Belen and her college career. Jerry is uh, has a follow-up appointment. He had his surgery a week ago or, or so. He wanted me to tell everybody thank you for praying for him and to continue praying for his follow-up. He had a device put in that like, interrupts the nerves um, for some pain he's been dealing with for a long time. Keep praying for uh, John and Diana's granddaughter, Clover. Um, keep praying for Krista's, uh, Mackenzie's friend, uh, Cadence. Please pray for Carly's wrist. Rob, can I put you on the spot? How's it gone this week? Any better, worse, same? Sorry. <laughs> I know. I mean, all you got to do is like, it's good, it's bad, it's better, it's the same. All right. 
Uh, and then remember to keep praying for D, Kaylee, and Sue. They just they're they just have ongoing health things, and just remember to pray for them, and not just for healing. We want healing, and we want answers, but also just for a right heart and mind in the middle of all that. Uh, you know how it's easy to get discouraged and depressed in the middle of all that. Anybody else? Go on once, go on twice. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for being such a good God. We thank you that you care about us and that we can just come before you, be open and be vulnerable with each other and be uh, open with you and know that you care about us and that we can even bring our requests to you. And you are a God that is so mighty and almighty and all-powerful and magnificent, but yet a God who is personal. And we thank you for that, that we can have a personal and real relationship with you. I pray that you would bless everybody here this morning, uh, minister to them through the music, the singing, through the fellowship, through your word. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be the one that would be at work here. People would leave here encouraged built up, strengthened in their faith, in their walk with you, that there would be a strengthening effect. And we do pray for these prayer requests and, uh, and ask that you would help us through the week to remember them and to be mindful to pray for one another. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. can have it all, every part of my world, take this life and breathe on, this heart that is now yours, you can have it all, Every part of my world Take this life and breathe on This heart that is now yours Oh, joy I've found a surrendering my crowns at the feet of the King who surrendered everything. All oh, the peace that comes when I'm broken and undone by your unfilling grace, I can lift my voice and say, You can have it all, Lord. You've part of my heart that is now yours again. 
You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. Take this life in faith, Lord. This heart that is now There's no greater call. There's no greater call than giving you my all. I lay it all down. I lay it all down. There is no greater love, no higher name above. I lay it all down. I lay it all. Let's say again. There's no greater call than giving you my all. I lay it all down. I lay it all down. There's no greater love, no higher name above. I lay it all down. I lay it all. Let's sing it. There's no greater call. Yeah, I'm giving my all. You can have it all. You can have it all. You can have it all. Every part of my It's hard that is now yours. Again, you can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. Take this life in faith, Lord. It's hard that is now This life and breathe on is heart that is now yours. God, 
to just give it all. We know that you're there. You're ready to hear us at any time. Yeah, I pray that we have the strength to do it. to continue on in the book of Ephesians. And just to remind you, last week we got through one new verse. Today, we're going to try and get through 14 verses. Um, so we may see a miracle here this morning. We'll see what happens. So we're going to kind of take a, a different approach, kind of a high altitude flyover of Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your Bible or your a device that you want to go ahead and get to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 14 today. And so we're going to go ahead and start with just doing a little bit of a review. And part of our review, I want to keep this kind of minimal today, but as we've been talking about, remember we talk about the wealth, the walk, and the warfare in Jesus Christ. That's kind of the book of Ephesians. The wealth we have, the riches we have, the walk, living it out, and the warfare, fighting the good fight, fighting against evil forces. And so we covered the, the wealth, all the wonderful things we have because of Jesus Christ, forgiveness, being made God's children, eternal security, a promise of being uh, at home in heaven with him. All of those things are the wealth we have in Christ. And then over the past couple months or month and a half, we've been talking about the walk. And that's walking in unity is some of what we covered, walking in maturity, walking in our new wardrobe. You remember the put off and put on. It's kind of a wardrobe term. It's like quit doing this, start doing that. And we began to touch on this last week, but today we're going to be talking about walking in love and walking in light. Now, when we say walking, what are we talking about? How we what? How we live life. And so this is kind of where we would say a lot of times the rubber meets the road and where, you know, if you kind of think about it like this, there's three maybe main parts that are involved in our walk with God. And one would be our head. One would be our heart. And if you want to give it physical, the other would be our hands. And so the way I mean that is like we have to know the truth and then we believe and begin living our life by the truth. And then it comes out through the things we say, the things we do. When I say the hands, I mean just through real life, everyday stuff. And so kind of the walk part is moving this stuff from our head, heart, into everyday practical living things. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. And I would say sometimes that's where the battle is, can be very difficult. I believe the battle is won or lost in the mind. But sometimes this fleshing it out and because we can have our minds filled with good things. But then when we really comes to having to make those hard decisions to stop doing this, right? If you have a, let's say you have an anger problem or let's say you have a lust problem, or let's say you have a, a greed problem, you can deal with the mental stuff, but then all those little actions are, are sometimes very hard to break. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So walking in Christ, love and light. I do have to say this. I feel like this, we said high altitude flyover, 
And so it could be a little bit hard to kind of, this could just be like, okay, those are great concepts. Okay. I kind of get this. What I'm hoping the Holy spirit will do is through, through the Holy spirit, through his word, through the word of God will give you specific practical application to these things. Because right there, if I said walk in Christ, love and light, that sounds very churchy, doesn't it? I mean, that's a churchy saying, okay, this week we're going to walk in love and walk in light. A lot of us need to know what does that mean? And what does that really look like in everyday life? And so I'm asking, uh, my desire is that the Holy Spirit would show you what that looks like rather than me trying like figure every single individual person out here. So walking in love will cover first. What are some trademarks of love or maybe some signs? This could be the same question reworded. What are some signs of true, real, deep love? Okay, which first, those people that don't know what the fruit of the spirit are would be, name a few, you don't have to name them all. Yeah, self-control is is a is a love is a, is a is a demonstration of love. Good, gentleness. Good. What else? What are some other trademarks? Sacrifice. Do you look at the? Okay, Arlene, you're one step ahead of the rest of the group here. Loyalty. Yep. And that is one of the fruits of the spirit. That's faithfulness. It's just a different way to say the same thing. Loyalty. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. But that that is a that's a very practical way to say it. Putting others first. Sacrifice. Good. So we can see that there is something to real love. And what is maybe some of the love concepts out there that aren't really real love? Yeah. Love with strings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's where people fall out of love, right? Like, man, it's just they don't do the same the things that they used to do for me anymore. I don't feel a warm and fuzzy towards them anymore. That's not real, true love. Manipulation, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're talking about today. So I, I feel like what I want to make sure we understand is we're talking about the love of Christ. We're talking about real love. And for us to be able to kind of embrace that there is a real love and there is a world's love. And the love of Christ that we're talking about is to go deeper and wider than maybe just what we've been taught about love or what we've experienced even love, maybe even in your own family or in a relationship or just out in the world, you've maybe had this idea of love, but the love we're talking about walking in and living out is a whole nother ball game than the world's love. So in the passage, it says, therefore be imitators of God. Our first, first verse of the day, be imitators of God as dear children. And I just want to make this, we made the point last week, so I won't belabor it. But one is that we can grow in this. We can develop a deeper, more true, real love and imitate God because we have the very life of God. We are children of God. 
be imitators of God as dear children. And so this is possible for us, not because we're awesome people, not because we're so terrific or so great at this, but because we have been made children of God. We now, remember our gingerbread man? We now have the, for lack of a better phrase, and you don't get hung up on this, but the DNA of God. We have those seeds of life and love in us that can produce this kind of love. We can imitate God because we now have, you've heard the term God in us, God dwelling in us. We have the spirit of God. We are children of God. So this stuff we're talking about today is possible for every single one of us. If you put your faith and trust in Christ, if you haven't, and you're like, oh, I'm still kind of checking this whole thing out. I'm not sure on it. I kind of I'm starting to understand it, but I'm still not really bought in. Then I put you in a different category and, and you're, you're not there yet. You're still separated from God, but by simply putting your faith and trust and believing in Jesus Christ, he will give us this new life. Make us born again. Make sense? Questions? All right. So. When we talk about that, imitating God and loving, it's following the example of Christ, which is loving sacrificially. Great job, Iron Man. So he says, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love, which means live it out. And here's how to do that. Here's the example. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. So that's how we're supposed to do it. So how are we supposed to love each other? The same way Jesus Christ loved us. And he gave himself up for us. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but that means that kind of has a dual meaning. He gave himself up for us. But in that is, you can see sacrifice. In here, we see really clearly an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So here we see a very, very, well, I shouldn't say very clear, but a very direct message of how we're supposed to love. I mean, that's, he's, he's kind of given us some, I don't want to say concrete because you could say, well, what does that mean? But we're supposed to be loving sacrificially. Or that is just plain as day in the passage, right? Loving the way God loves means loving sacrificially. It means being a giver more than a taker. And that's a little bit about, I, I think, kind of a different way of looking at what John was saying is instead of like, what can you do for me? It's realizing that the love of God is making sacrifices to give to another. And we'll talk about the sweet smelling aroma. So first of all, Christ demonstrated his love. He showed his love. It was practical. Uh, he, it, and there's a, a passage in Romans five where it says he demonstrated his love. And so I just want to, I want to, we might not get to all 14 verses today, but let's just think about this. So often, so often it's easy for us to throw around the words, I love you, isn't it? Or to even have, say, oh, I, I just love uh, my daughter, Evelyn. I love, and that is, I mean, that's one dimension of it is having this love. But when Christ, when we talk about Christ, it's his, him demonstrating. It says he demonstrated his love. 
So that would be the question. How are we demonstrating our love? It's not just a warm, fuzzy feeling. The love of God is goes way beyond a feeling. And it goes into demonstration, practical action, activities, choices is the love of God. So that's what Christ did. Christ didn't say, oh, I love all those sinners. Man, I love them. Okay, I want you to give your life up for them. Well, I just love them, though. I mean, I'm just going to love them from here. He demonstrated his love by giving himself up for us. And what that means for us, it's on our behalf, for our good, but also in our place. Does that make sense? Because we're sinners and we deserve the wrath of God. Jesus Christ took that wrath of God on the cross for us in our place. Everybody here, we should have to pay for our own sins. I mean, if you talk about fair, that's what's fair. But God in his justice said, I can't overlook sin. I can't ignore sin. I'm going to pay for your sin. I'm going to, the way I'm, your payments can be made for your sin is I'm going to put the payment on Jesus Christ. All the sins that you've done so far in your life, all the sins that you'll do this week, all the sins that you will do next month, all the sins you will do up till you breathe your last here were paid for on the cross by Jesus Christ. That is love. He gave himself up to provide us with that gift. So you can see when we're talking about the love of God and to, to love the way Christ loved, like, wow, this is a whole nother kind of love that I'm thinking. It's, it's not just give someone a compliment and be nice. It's sacrificial. And so he, there's a couple of things in this passage. He's talking about made as a payment. And I just want to cover the, the sweet smelling aroma. So there were a couple different kinds of sacrifices. There were sin sacrifices or guilt offerings or sacrificial offerings, and that would pay for or cover the sins of the people that had done wrong. You know, you, you, I don't go into all the imagery there, but that would take care of the guilt before God, make you clean for that year. It essentially just covered up the sins prior to Christ. But then there was these other offerings called burnt offerings, and that was given as a tribute or a sign of devotion to God. And the whole thing would be burnt up. The whole animal would be burnt up. And that was a demonstration of everything being given to God, like wholly consumed by God, a life of devotion. In other words, I'm giving everything. I'm selling out for God. Have every part of me. Does that make sense, the difference there? And so Jesus Christ modeled both of these things. He took care of our sin problem, but he also demonstrated giving himself fully over to God and totally handing himself over for God's use, surrendering to him. So for us, that is what love is supposed to look like. Now, I just kind of want to talk about this. So we can say real love makes sacrifices for others. Right? That's we can kind of summarize. That's what that's talking about. Uh, one of the ways I, I think maybe we'll look at it again is real love gives. So let's just say I want to hit a couple points here. Whether you believe it or not, 
Christ has already demonstrated his love for you. So I could sit here and we could talk about how you need to love people. 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 And sometimes we're running on empty as far as love goes. Like I don't have any love to give, man. I am loved out. I call it the leaky cup syndrome. And it's kind of like you got a cup. And even if you start out at the beginning of the day and that cup is filled with love, it sometimes an hour, two hours in, like you just feel like it's, it's gone. I'm empty. I don't have anything to give. And so I think it's very important for us to start here when we think about loving. And that would be receiving the love that Jesus Christ has already demonstrated for you. Because it says he gave himself up for us. And that is what begins to fill our tank. I'm loved, so now I can love. Does that make sense? If let's say, uh, Evie, let's say we just showed her no love. We didn't demonstrate love to her at all. And she was just empty. She's running on empty. She's starving for love, in fact. And someone says, hey, little girl, you need to go out and love the people around you. Where is she going to get that from? She needs to know and experience love in order to love. So I just want to say for many people, many of us, myself included, this needs to be something we do regularly. And I will tell you, this is the thing that works. Um, we're not going to get to all the verses. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I kind of, man, I feel like a real failure sometimes in this, but, but we're going to take the time to do it because I feel like the practical stuff is so important. One of the things I can be a grump. Uh, some of you know me for a long time and you know that um, I can just be a grump. Like that's reality. I'm sorry. There, if I, I can even know I'm being a grump and I cannot pull out of being a grump. Like I can just be like, I don't want to be grumpy. Quit being grumpy. Be nice. Be happy. Be... But sometimes one of the only things that cures my grumpiness is not trying to cure my grumpiness at all. It's realizing that I am loved by Jesus Christ while I'm being grumpy. And I can just be like, ah. and I'm just like, he's loving me right now. Like he still loves me right now. And you know, he kind of just pictured like a curmudgeon, like I'm just there. And him going like, I still love you. I'm going to keep my hand here on your back. Don't you know I'm close? I still love you. You can be grumpy. I love Grumpy Rich as much as I love Ungrumpy Rich. I'm not going to say like lighthearted rich because that guy doesn't come around very often. But, but, and I think that that is something that all of us, for whatever your thing is, maybe you're not a grumpy person. All of us need to realize as we go back to our verse that Christ has loved us. Put your name in there. I mean, you could go in and actually say your name. Christ loved me and then say your name. And he gave himself up for me and say your name. And he sacrificed himself for me. I don't feel like I deserve it. It's, I can't even wrap my head around it, but I'm going to accept it. I'm going to enjoy it. 
And I think that is one of the most important things for us to be able to practically love other people is being able to receive the love. And here's another thing. I'm way off track on what we're doing here. So let me, uh, let me just say this. I think another thing, and this is a, there's a kind of a weird twist and a variation. So please be patient with me and hear this. A lot of times what we need to say is, well, we just need to learn to love ourselves. And I understand the reasoning and the logic in that, in the, the phrase. And I, people say that, and I don't go like, well, you're actually really wrong. But I will say that there is a difference between receiving the love of Jesus Christ and trying to love yourself. Big difference because trying to love yourself is this. I'm broken. I'm messed up. I have a bunch of problems and I'm going to have that broken, messed up person try and love myself. And, and you're like, it's just not working. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel loved by myself. Well, that's because you and I are not perfect at loving. But if instead you can say, I feel like I need to love myself because I know I need love. That's the bottom line of why someone wants to love themselves, right? Is they're empty. They need love. And again, I'm not, you could say like, well, I don't believe that. I don't buy into that. I don't want to argue semantics. I understand the bottom line is that person needs love. When we're feeling that way, it's because we are needing love. And I 100% agree with that. But I think the starting place is for us to say, I'm going to receive love from Jesus Christ. I'm going to buy into his love. And that's kind of the starting block. Does, does that make sense? Are there any questions or comments? Like I said, I, I feel like I'm way off track and maybe it's just me, but I feel like I should spend a few minutes on this because I think it's something that does get kind of confusing. Anybody have a thought about it? Okay. No. Let me just ask and don't, you don't have to raise your hands or anything like that, but just answer in your own heart and mind. Do you typically through the week, go through the week feeling loved? Like your love tank is full. Or do you typically through the week feel like, man, I could use a good dose of love right now. That would change everything. That would change my day. And if you're kind of maybe or maybe somewhere in between, I would just encourage you to take heart to this and go back maybe to this verse and remind yourself that you are loved whether you believe it or not. Whether you feel it or not, no matter what, the fact of the matter is you have been loved. You are being loved by Jesus Christ. Fact. We just need to buy into that. And I think that is one of the biggest stumbling blocks for us as Christians. And it can be Christianity can become a list of do's and don'ts and try harder and work harder and failures and success and victory and all that. And we have a bunch of Christians running around with empty tanks. And I can say there are days that my tank is empty. And it's because I'm not allowing myself to receive and enjoy the love of Jesus Christ. Or I feel like I failed so bad that I don't deserve for him to love me. And the fact of the matter is he loves me anyways. On my worst day, as much as he's loved me on my best day. All right. <clears throat>
again, I feel like that's way out, way out. So let me just ask you this now. So whether you believe it or not, Christ has already demonstrated his love for you. I feel like maybe there was somebody or some people that need to hear that this morning. And maybe that's what you take away. I need to start soaking in God's love more this week. I'm going to enjoy it. Who has God put in your life to love? So every one of us have our circles. Some of our, we have big circles of people that God's put in our life to love. Some of us have really small circles of people and there's a handful of people. But God has put some people in your life to love. It might be two people. It might be 200 people. <clears throat> Probably be hard to love 200 people really well. But you understand my point. Maybe think of some of those names. Who are the top five? <clears throat> Excuse me. Or who are the top two? And then maybe just kind of practically saying, what kind of sacrifices does God want me to make on those people's behalf? What might be some practical sacrifices that we could make? <clears throat> I'm not talking about financial. I mean, maybe it is financial, but what are some other things, ways that we need to learn to sacrifice for one another? One second. <coughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Joel. I really think it is not a. Thank you. It will not be a sacrifice to something like that because the law that he gives me, something that I have to give back because I get so much from him that I don't mind at all giving it to somebody who doesn't take me. So there's not really like a, a sacrifice or Something that I mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that happens as we are receiving, enjoying, and realizing, wow, I've been loved so much that, yeah, this is nothing for me to deny myself. Okay. Are there some things that we could maybe need to sacrifice practically to love others well around us? Time. Yeah, that's one of the ones that came to, to my mind time Yeah, sometimes the people God put us in our life are not the easiest to love, but we're called to love them. Good. All right, I'm sorry. If I'm looking at you, it's, I don't have an agenda. No one is standing out in my mind. <laughs> what are some other sacrifices we could make? Any? Okay, what might that look like? <laughs> right.
Right. Right. And that would be giving up some time and being sensitive. Good. And again, I'm taking the time to ask this because we can sit here like love gives, love makes sacrifices. Like, yeah, good. That's very Bible-y, very true. But when the rubber meets the road and you're being asked to love the people close to you, what might we have to give up? Like, what might sacrifice be? So listening is a good example of making a sacrifice, right? In a conversation, a lot of times we want to talk about God, we want to make our point known, we want to talk about how awesome we are, we want to, just to sit and listen to somebody is, I feel like that's a, that's a sacrifice. Those are sacrificial things. Maybe sacrificing your image or your, your reputation to love somebody. In, in other words, Let's say it's, we can go all the way from something very uh, close, like in a marriage, and you want to be the one that's right. And you want to make sure that, you know, we all know here, both of us, we know who's right. And maybe it's being willing to just concede and say like, you know what, I, I'm not sure I see it that way, but okay, let's, that, that's a sacrifice, right? Versus just digging in and just, we're going to... We're going to battle this out. That would be a, a real life practical way to sacrifice maybe my own will or my own control or my own dominance or my own, and just kind of, that would be a sacrifice. All the way to maybe sacrificing your image at work. And you have the guy that nobody likes, nobody wants to talk to, everybody kind of rolls their eyes and, and going, I'm going to go take some time and go talk to that guy, even though it may hurt my image or my reputation. Those are practical ways that we can make sacrifices in love. And they're, they can be from really intense and extreme to kind of mild. But I think it's important for us, or maybe if you have kids, it's to just go like, okay, I, I don't really want to uh, play this game right now with you and take the time to do that. I got more important things to do, but kind of like Ned was saying, even just taking the time to set your own things aside, that demonstrates love, doesn't it? Or go to... Uh, you know, support people, that is a sacrifice because how, how many people here feel comfortable talking to somebody about their child that just committed, committed suicide? 
How many people here, Philip? Totally qualified, and that's something I'm very comfortable doing. Uh, that's a comfort zone. Most of us don't feel that. That's a sacrifice to put yourself in those kind of situations. And so as we talk about this, I would just encourage, even, even this week as we think about this, and I'll just end with this. I'm just going to wrap up with this. One, I feel like most important is receiving Jesus Christ's love for you. Opening your heart up to that love. Opening your heart up to the sacrifice that was made for you. Realizing that he paid for your sins. The sins that you should be paying for, he has already paid for. And enjoying, I, I like that word, just enjoying his love. Marinating in it. Soaking it up. His love. The other would be, I am not called to love the entire world, but I am called to love my world, the world that God's put me in. Who are those people? And then begin to ask yourself in the interactions, how can I love this person better? Is there a sacrifice I need to make? And maybe that would be something as simple as going like, man, I don't want to bring up this thing to this person. I don't even want to have to talk to him about this. I don't want to have to confront them about this maybe it's going to be something like that like hey it seems like you might have a problem with this or that or hey but looking for some really practical ways to make sacrifices to love those around and that's going to look like denying yourself and not doing what you want to do in the moment that's what it's really going to look like even christ in the garden said lord if you're willing let this cup pass from me like, please, I don't want to have to do this. Is there another way to, to not do this? So it's going to probably be uncomfortable, but to love the way Christ loves, we're going to have to probably take the back seat and, and make some sacrifices in order to practically do this. Any thoughts before we close? So what's our three steps real quick? First one is make sure what? Receive, enjoy the love that We've already been given. Next one. Realize your circle. Remember your circle. Like know your circle. Who's your circle? Third one. Look for ways to sacrifice to love those people in your circle. Okay. All right. I'm going to pray one more time and then we're uh, sing together. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and that we are told about how great your love is. And that it's real and that we can trust it. And we do want to learn to love well. Many of us have big holes in our hearts where, where we need just filled up with your love. And I know that there are hurting people in here. There are people that have been through all kinds of things and maybe even closed up parts of their heart. I just pray that through these words, through your message, through your word, through your Holy Spirit, you would unlock those doors and begin to fill up those holes in their heart with love in a way that they've never experienced. I know that the deeper we experience your love, the deeper our walk goes with you. And so I just pray that you would help each of us to just experience your love to a deeper level this week. Father, I also ask that you would show us and, and just that the love that we have from you would be overflowing into the people's lives around us that we would receive it and then it would just be poured out on others and that we would learn how to sacrifice and deny ourselves in order to love the way you loved us. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen.
Heavenly Father, you always amaze me. Let your kingdom come in my world, in my life. You give me the food I need to live through the day. And forgive me as I forgive the people that wrong me. Lead me far from temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. I look out the window. The birds are composing. Not a note is out of tune. Out of place. I walk to the meadow and stare at the flowers. Better dressed than any girl on her wedding day. So, why should I worry? Why do I freak out? God knows what I need. You know what I need. Your love is, your love is, your love is strong. Your love is, your love is, your love is. Strong, your love is, your love is, your love is strong. The kingdom of heaven is now advancing. Invade my heart, invade this broken town. The kingdom of the heavens is buried treasure. Would you sell yourself to buy the one you found? Two things you told me. You are strong and you love me. Yes, you love me. Your love is, your love is, your love is strong. Your love is. Your love is, your love is strong. Your love is, your love is, your love is strong. Your love is, your love is, your love is. I can't have a be. 
Thy name above all names. Our kingdom come, now will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us, weary sinners. Keep us far from my vices and deliver us from these persons.